All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Going With The Flow podcast from Napa San. My name is Steph, and I am one of the co-hosts of this fabulously successful podcast. And I'm Chris. And to all the haters who said we weren't going to make it to episode five, (laughs) now what? (laughs) And we have a special guest today that we'll get to talk to a lot later, but I'll let him introduce himself. My name's Michael Fitch. I'm an assistant engineer here at Napa San. Happy to be here. All right. So we wanted to get started with the pollution prevention topic that people ask us about all the time, which is how to dispose of medicines. There's sort of conflicting information out there. If you clean out your medicine cabinet, you've got tons of old pills and inhalers and just medicines of different kinds. So what you actually want to do with those, ideally, is not throw them away. Definitely don't flush them down the toilet, even though some guidance will still tell you that there are things that you can flush or should flush. We actually really don't want you to do that. So we don't want you to flush any medications down the toilet or down any drains in your house because the wastewater treatment process really isn't designed to take medications out of the water. Things can pass through our plant and then get out into the watershed, and we really don't want that. So the easiest and best thing to do is to actually take them to one of the multiple drug take back bins that are located throughout the county. So in Napa there or Napa County, there are lots of free drop off bins. There's no questions asked. You just drop off whatever you have, controlled substances, non-controlled substances. It doesn't matter. You can take those to any of the free take back bins. We have all of the drug take back sites listed on our website. If you go to napasan.com under pollution prevention, you can find a complete list of all of the take back sites where there are bins or there's also the hazardous waste collection facility that's down in American Canyon on Devlin Road. They will take your medications. They're only open Fridays and Saturdays from nine to four. All the other locations have bins where you can go at any time and drop off your old medications. So you can get that complete list on our website. Like I said, you can also get it at Napa Recycling's website, which is just NapaRecycling.com. They'll tell you how to dispose of any kinds of of medications that you have. Just to summarize where they are, they're at all of the police stations and the sheriff's station. There's also the Safeway in American Canyon, the Safeway in Napa, the Yountville Veterans Home. Rite Aid has a site as well. And you can keep checking our website and the Napa Recycling website for updates to those locations because with some new regulations statewide, there'll be more locations popping up. So you can get an idea of what those are and stay current on that so you know your options. There's a new program where you can get envelopes sent to your home. They're postage paid and you just fill them with your medications, old medications you no longer want. The envelopes will be delivered to your door. Once they're full, you just send them out in the mail just like any other piece of mail. That's a good free program that's new and you can order those envelopes at medproject.org. So it's med-project.org. And again, those are free. Those are postage paid and I tried it out. It actually does work. The envelope will come to you and you can actually send it back and it's all free. In addition to those safe disposal sites and the mailback envelopes, there's a take back event that we hold every October, usually late October, and that's in conjunction with the sheriff and the police and Kaiser. It's a DEA event. It's nationwide. And there are lots of locations in Napa that participate in this event. You can check our website, the Napa County website. There's typically bill inserts in the Napa Recycling Bill about the event, and our newsletter always advertises it too. And that way you can find out when that event is. Again, that's free. You can drop off any kind 
kind of medication, controlled or non-controlled substances, and it's all taken, no questions asked, and no cost to you. If you do use these programs, we really do want to let you know that it is a really great thing to do. You're protecting water quality, you're protecting public health, and you're protecting public safety. We really appreciate when people utilize these take-back bins. Sometimes people ask us about sharps too, so I just want to mention that. If you have sharps, you definitely don't want to flush those, but you also don't really want to put them in the trash because people actually handle your trash or your recycling and you don't want them to be injured. We just don't want sharps to go in the trash or recycling streams or any waste stream really. Certainly, like I said, don't flush them down the toilet. There are numerous locations where sharps can be collected. The first, of course, is your doctor's office. You can always ask your doctor if they'll take them back for you. Not every office will, but you can ask. The Hazardous Waste Collection Facility, again, in American Canyon, will take back Sharps. Napa County Public Health Office, which is down near Napa Sand in the corporate park, they will take back Sharps. Ole Health, all the campuses, so Napa, St. Helena, and Calistoga will take back Sharps. And then the Clover Flat Landfill in Calistoga will also take Sharps back. And if you need containers to put those in, of course, you can get them from your doctor's office, but you can also get the containers at most of the locations we just mentioned. So again, you can find those disposal sites at Napa Recycling's website or our website. Do you guys have any questions for me? Yeah, actually, I have a question. So you mentioned Safeway and Rite Aid. So if I go into one of these places, what am I looking for when I go in there? So at least in the case of Rite Aid, I haven't checked the Safeways, but Rite Aid right in front of the pharmacy has large take back bin. It kind of looks like a mailbox and it says free medication disposal. And you just, you open it like a mailbox and you put your stuff in and that's it. It'll be clearly marked. Yes. And do you have to take, you know, if you maybe have expired medication that like, it you know, wasn't used. So do you have to take it out? out of container or like maybe the box that came in or like take prescription information off of it? So you don't have to take it out of the containers. You can leave it in the pill bottle or box or whatever that it came in, but it is always good to remove your personal information from the containers that you take. So if if it still has that label from your pharmacist or your doctor's office that has all of your information on it, it's good to take that off. Everything that goes in those bins is incinerated. So Technically, you'd probably be okay, but we would rather that you take your personal information off just for your own safety. And if you like had a lot, you know, maybe you're cleaning out somebody's home or something like that. Like, can you put them all in a Ziploc bag and just toss them in there or something? Yeah, you certainly don't have to separate all of them. And a lot of people do, um, especially after someone passes away or if you've been hoarding cold medicines from 10 years ago and and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be prescription medication. Uh, You can get rid of that. doesn't have to all be separated into different medication streams because like I said, it's, it's all going to the same place to be destroyed. So it doesn't really matter what it is. The only place on that list of sites that I mentioned where you can't take controlled substances is a hazardous waste facility in American Canyon. So every other site legally has to take back controlled substances. So, you know, more heavy prescription medications uh, or even illegal substances in some cases, they, they have to take them back. Other than the hazardous waste collection facility, they won't take them. But every other location has to take them from you, including the mail back. So No, it's a great program. Thanks for telling us about it. So now... We want to get to the meat of this podcast. We I'm want to meat. talk to. <laughs> this is we're, this is the segment that we previously called the guest bathroom. So welcome to the guest bathroom, Michael. Thank you. 
What we wanted to talk to Michael about is the summer-ish. We always say summer project, although it starts in the spring and goes through the fall. So that confuses me sometimes. But it's the 2023 Collection System Rehabilitation Project. And Michael is the project engineer this year. So this project is annual and targets different areas of the community each year. So we wanted Michael to come on so we could ask him a few questions and get more information about this latest project for the community. Did you want to get us started, Chris, with the questions? Fire at will. Yeah, actually, well, really quickly, we thought it'd be kind of nice just to know how, how it is that you, you really briefly came to be at Napa San. I interned here in 2017 for a couple of years, actually, while I was in school, full-time in the summer, part-time in the school year kind of thing. And then I finished my degree in civil and environmental engineering at UC Davis under Jay Lund, It's a master's program. And after that, I worked in Sacramento for about a year in consulting, and a position opened up here at Napa San, and I went for it, landed the job, moved to Napa with my beautiful, awesome wife, Bree. I like these plugs that you have for specific people. I know, this is really good. I got to work on this, too. He's going places. Let's see how many more names you drop this time. (laughs) Oh, I love my wife, too, in case anyone's wondering. (laughs) I don't have a wife. What a loser. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Yeah, that's true. Jay's pretty good. I was wondering if your son or husband was going to come up. <laughs> so, that last thing I mentioned happened mid last year. I think I started here in April and I've been here loving it ever since. I mean, it was actually really great for all of us. You know, you had been here for such for a long time, it felt like, as an intern. And then, you know, we were sad to see some of our engineers go, but then to have you be hired back on. It was really nice, you know, having that, you know, having a familiar face come back in here. And I know we all liked having you here as an intern, too. So, I mean, it was like a win-win for us. You know, our listeners don't really know, but we have internship programs for, you know, various parts of the district. And so, you know, it's a really a good example of how, uh, you know, effective our internship programs can be. And I'm assuming it was valuable to you, too. Um, oh, it was great. If you're interested in trying to get into an industry like this, always keep an eye out on our website for potential opportunities for that. So the project that's coming up, that's starting very soon, is part of Napa Sands 2% per year sewer rehabilitation program. Can you tell us more about this 2% per year goal that we have? I think that was set, that goal, that annual goal of 2% of the system per year in 2017 is when we started doing that. The point is to reduce I&I inflow and infiltration from getting into the sewer collection system. Basic idea is if lots of clean, relatively clean stormwater gets into the system, that's lots of water we're treating that we don't really need to be treating. So 2% of the system means that there's about 275 miles of sewer pipeline throughout the city and unincorporated unincorporated areas that is Napa Sands service boundary. So it all, you know, it all snakes through adds up to a lot. And so 2% of the system is about five and a half miles. So every year we try to rehabilitate about five and a half miles of the system. I think this year we were getting up to 5.4 for this project. Is there relevance to the 2% or is it just like somewhere between one and three? The, the idea is that the average sewer pipe lasts 50 years. Yeah. And so if you, if you rehab 2% every year, then in 50 years, you've replaced 100% of the system or rehabbed it. Yeah. And, and this is specifically our underground infrastructure. It's, our, it's our, the pipes in the street out in front of your home and you know, the mains that come into our pump stations and our treatment plant. Yeah, exactly. So Napa Sands' big horizontal assets include the sewer collection system and 
then the recycled water distribution system. This project is just targeting the sewer pipes and there's two kinds of pipes. There's the larger diameter mains in the street and then there's the sewer laddles that connect everyone's homes to the mains. And so this project will rehabilitate both the mains and the sewer laterals in the project area. I'm sure you're going to ask this stuff, but the, the project area is uh, south of Lincoln in between Jefferson and Soskill. It's a sort of that um, mainly residential zone north of, of the downtown. Also, you mentioned that one of the main goals or maybe the main goal of the 2% project is the reduction of inflow and inf- infiltration, I and I. Can you tell us a little more about what, what that actually means? Sure. So there are cracks and defects and joints that are broken in the pipes that you know water can seep through groundwater and so the project by rehabilitating the pipes will make everything watertight again as it was intended to be when it was originally put in and a lot of these pipes are are very old put in in the 70s or 60s or even before then so they need some love Mm -hmm. i mean people often forget this but napa sand does not treat stormwater stormwater in the city of napa goes into the napa river so we only really want want wastewater from your homes and businesses and, and such. So yeah, we're trying to keep any stormwater we can out of our treatment system because otherwise we actually have to treat all that water and that's expensive and it helps us keep the cost down. So yeah, that's one of the you know, a huge benefit of, of doing this project. Yeah, I think conceptually, a lot of what we do here, at least the things that I focus on, are efficiently using ratepayers' funds to operate and maintain the system. And so this is a this is a good bang for our buck. So normally we we pick a project area, right? Because we we've been able to see that it's in need of repair. Can you tell us a little bit more about how we know that and how we we really choose that area to work on? Yeah, the selection of the areas. Well, I guess, first of all, we want to pick not a bunch of areas scattered throughout our service boundary. It's better to choose one area so the contractor, when they set up and do perform the work, everything's just kind of close together. We're always looking ahead to where the next rehabilitation project is, is going to happen. And that's definitely based on the condition of the pipes, which our collection staff is always monitoring by getting fresh CCTV, uh, rating the condition of the pipes and the manholes. Can you tell us what the CCTV is for folks who might not know? Yeah, so it's like the same CCTV that, you know, you'd see like, I don't know, like a, I don't know, your, your AM, PM gets robbed and you want to review the footage. And, you know, it's it's video footage, uh, but instead of being on like a fixed camera, uh, we've got these little Mars rovers that roll their way down the pipe with a camera in the front of it, taking video footage of everything. And then we have trained staff that goes and evaluates the pipe based on this special coding method and they have special training for that to basically break all the visual information down into numbers and then with all those numbers we can help kind of target what are the worst areas i think we should make a feature length film out of cctv footage yeah it would not be a good movie i think <laughs> you'll mention something sort of offhandedly like at lunch like oh i've got to watch 60 hours of cctv footage and it's you're looking at a pipe, essentially like, a, you know, a camera on the end of a flashlight with wheels. I mean, I mean, that is a, it's a cool device, but it, then it's just rolling through these pipes. Yeah. I mean, and that's how we have to do it though. I mean, it takes that amount of effort. So you can imagine if we have, you know, a really, really big collection system, you know, it would, how much we'd have to do. 275 miles. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, Napa's not a, a really big city. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, but this always reminds me because um, you'll see like movies. I don't know what movie I was watching lately the characters like go into the sewer or something and then the sewer's like 10 feet wide and it has lights in it. Was it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It, w- it was not, I was wish. Fugitive? They played it twice last week. <laughs> 
How about that Beauty and the Beast that used to that took place in New York a long time ago with Linda Hamilton? Uh, it was none of those, Let's but it did. The Andy Dufresne at the end of Shawshank Redemption scene. That's more realistic than what our pipes are sized at. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to like crawl through it. Like there's no yeah. lights. Yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, you know, when you're in an industry and like something like this comes up and like pop culture, you're just like, ugh, this isn't how it would be. I can imagine for dinosaur breeders when they saw Jurassic Park, they were just like, oh no, this isn't exactly the large. This isn't how it is. Dinosaur yeah. breeders. Yeah. Dinosaur breeders. Yeah. So we have that in common with them. So how will the pipes actually be rehabilitated in the project area? What techniques will be used? The two methods that we're going to be using for this rehab project, one method is called CIPP lining. CIPP stands for cured in place pipe. So this is a resin-based liner that gets shot through the existing pipe and goes in wet and then it's cured in place with steam or heat or sometimes ultraviolet light. And then it becomes hard. And so it's sort of like a cast um, that goes around the pipe, um, sort of creating a new pipe. Uh, the other method is called pipe bursting. That one's way more cool. It involves a bursting head that destroys the old pipe as it goes forward and, and behind it brings in new plastic pipe. The nice thing is you're not ripping up an entire street worth of pipe. So someone, you know, is in this project area, they, they do notice something that maybe they have questions about, or is there like a number they should call? Yeah, you can always call 707-258-6000. You can ask for me if I'm not around. One of the other engineers here or, or someone else can answer your question. We'll get you to the right person. And people will receive postcards. So if you live in the project area, you've probably received a postcard already in the last week that tells you that the project is coming up and gives you a few details, tells you the project website to go to and gives you Michael's number as well as the main number. And then of course, before construction, before that anything actually happens in front of or on your property, you would receive a, a door hanger from the contractor. Is that right, Michael? Yeah. So that door hanger would really tell you what specific type of work, because like we just talked about a little bit ago, there's different types of work that could be taking place at, you know, near your property. And so we'll let you know what kind of work that'll be. We'll let you know the week that it's going to happen. And you'll likely get that door hanger in the week prior to the work taking place. So you'll have a heads up about the actual work that's going to take place at or in front of your property and what that work will be. And that will be coming from the contractor that we've hired to do this work. As Michael said, you can call 258-6000, which is our main line to get more information about the project. But one of the things we've also done is create a website devoted to this project. You can sign up on our website for weekly updates, emails, or texts. So you can do all that at the project site, which is napasan.com slash 2023 project. You know, there may be some temporary and hopefully very small inconveniences. You know, we if you're a homeowner, you're paying on your property taxes every year, you're paying a fee to Napa Sand for the service we provide. And sometimes, you know, it's difficult to know what are they doing with that? These pipes were put in the ground 60s or 70s, maybe, you know, or, you know earlier than that. And, you know, maybe before you had your home and you never really have to think about it. Like that's the best thing about the service we provide. It just works generally. You don't have to think about it, you know, until we then have to make the decision where we need to be re- rehabbing this and this is what we're doing with those taxpayer funds yeah it, it might be you know a minor inconvenience but you know it, it's better for the long-term reliability of your service all right michael now it's time for the lightning round i hope you're ready you've answered our project questions so now we want people to really get to know a little bit more about you michael the real michael fitch the real michael terrifying open like a book taking my engineer hat off 
So just answer these as honestly as possible. Michael's still on probation, guys. So he's going to keep his answers clean. I hope. (laughs) Okay. You ready, Michael? I'm I'm going to give you some or questions. So So something or another thing. And you have to quickly tell me which one you choose. That's the... And listener, Michael has no idea what's coming. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Michael. Dogs or cats? Cats. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Shingles or aluminum siding? Um, What is shingles? A disease? In my mind. <laughs> yes. Do you want shingles that comes from the chicken pocket virus or aluminum siding? Aluminum siding. Me and my friends used to create paintball bunkers using a lot of aluminum siding. So. Okay, so I assume you want aluminum siding. 100%. Staycation or travel? <sighs> travel. Like I said, you're supposed to answer this honestly, Michael. <laughs> He's still on probation with his marriage as well, apparently. <laughs> True. Actually, I think the probationary period has ended for that. Kind of makes it one year. I was thinking maybe it was six months. Okay. Cake or pie? Cake. Although neither, really. I don't really go in for sweets much. <sighs> Coke or Pepsi? Uh, same kind of answer, but Coke. All right. A hotel or a tent? A hotel. <laughs> I've come to really appreciate hotels. Yeah, and you can always pitch a tent in a hotel room. Oh, that's true. Body wash or bar of soap? <laughs> Body wash? <laughs> but only if they have, like, cool manly names, like yeah. oh, Steel. This is getting personal. Of course. Lufa or just your bare hands? <laughs> a planned party or a surprise party? Too much time, Michael. Uh, planned, I guess. <laughs> Slow lightning. Time travel. To the past or to the future? Oh, man. To the past. Steph or Chris? Chris. <laughs> I like no hesitation. Uh, nice. Okay. Uh, our last lightning round, that one, he declined to answer. He was very diplomatic. But Although then, we know he meant me. Yeah, but then off mic, he called me some names, so I'm assuming he meant stuff. Well, <sighs> Steph and I talk to each other more at work, but Chris and I have more of the same interests. Yeah, sorry, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> they both if, love figure if, skating. If I knew Chris better, I probably would have picked you. How's that? That's ten, yeah, that generally, no, that's the more people know. Most them. people get to know Chris and they pick me. Small doses. I'm better in small doses. I was hoping that I could do my famous Napasan Going With The Flow podcast quiz. And I would like to quiz you. So oh, yeah, I, I accept. This isn't lightning round, so you can think about it. There's three questions and a bonus question. And so what there'll there's multiple... Can I do Who Wants To Be A Millionaire rules? Yeah, there's no phone a friend here. There's no... There's yeah. no phone in is this that, room? It, okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, there yeah, there's a phone right. There are multiple choice, at least. So there's three options for each question. And hopefully you'll get at least two right. But I think if you get the bonus one right, I'll just count that as you just pass the whole thing. I will blurt out answers that I like before hearing all the answers. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here's a question number one on this, this month's quiz. So you mentioned CIPP. It's in the wastewater industry. It means... Cured in place pipe. Okay. What other meaning does the acronym CIPP have? A, Certified Information Privacy Professional. Is it B, Control Input Power Panel? Or C, one that's near and dear to my heart, Cryptid Identification Psychic Perception? Oh, man. Okay, I don't think it's B. And in case you were wondering, Psychic does start with a P. <laughs> I'm going to go with A. Certified Information Privacy Professional. That sounds real. That is real. Yeah, it's a certificate you can get through the International Association of Privacy Professionals. Think like customer data breaches and identity theft and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. important. Yeah, it is. Good job. One. You got the first one right. This is off to a good start. All right. Number two. Which of these is a real video game possibly related to our industry? Is it A, Pipe? It's just called Pipe. <laughs> is it B, or Pipe Mania? Or is it C, Crack Attack Plumbing Simulator? 
Um, let's go with B. Pipe Mania? Pipe Mania. Yeah, you're right. Again, it's, um, and also a pipe was correct. Pipe is a BMX half pipe game, and Pipe Mania uh, was released in 89 on MS DOS, and then released later as Pipe Dream, and it's a puzzle game where you lay sections of pipe to direct flow of flues. Number three, the fourth Tuesday in September is National Voter Registration Day in the United States. What other the day? Fourth the fourth Tuesday in September. Okay. okay. What other day is celebrated on this day each year? The fourth Tuesday in September annually. Is it A, Civil Engineer Appreciation Day? Is it B, International Bidet Day? Bidet Day? Bidet Day? Bidet. Bidet like Day? Like the alternative to toilet paper. Right. As opposed to what, though? <laughs> I think you just thought bidet day was a word. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say it again because it sounded so funny. Okay, International Bidet Day or C, World Trenchless Day. I don't know. <laughs> this pipeline stuff is, is such a small world. Civil engineer. And just like Earth Day, I think Civil Engineer Appreciation Day is every day. Wah, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about too much. I'm going to go with B. Bidet Day. International Bidet Day. God, I wish. No, it's actually World Trenchless Day, which according to worldtrenchlessday.org, it is a day of global celebration that shines a spotlight on all of Trenchless Technology's benefits. And from what I can tell, it was started by the magazine Trenchless Technology, which somehow I am subscribed to and get here at work. Yeah, World Trenchless Day. All right, bonus question. You might take notes on this one. Good job, by the way. Okay, here's the bonus question. Can you order our first three podcast episodes? Can you order them? So uh, the the first three, and this is in a mixed up order, possibly. Proper fog disposal and true bathroom crime. Okay. Working with wastewater. Okay. Luxurious stools and the history of the plunger. I think you gave them to me in reverse order. I think the first one you said was three. The second one you said was two. And the last one you said was number one. Oh, you were so close. The first one was Luxurious Stools and the History of the Plunger, our inaugural episode. That was right. Our second one was Proper Fog Disposal and Bathroom True Crime. Ah! Bong, bong. And the third was Working with Wastewater. And this is our fifth episode. That's okay, because honestly, I had to think about it. I was sure after a bit, but if you asked me to answer right away, I probably wouldn't have succeeded. Yeah, well, I'm just plugging that out there in case we have a new listener. Those are all good ones. Oh, yeah, they're all killer, no filler. You're not going to get a bad going with the flow podcast episode. (laughs) All right. Do you guys have anything else? It's really been nice having you on. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I had a blast. I guess that's about it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you'll tune in for episode six. And I would tell you what it will be about, but we have no idea. Yeah, we'll know about five minutes before the episode starts. Mm -hmm. On that note, we will sign off. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. See ya.